everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guest is Dr. T.M. Robinson Mosley, affectionately known as Mosley. In this show, we will call her Dr. Mosley. She's counseling psycholog- She's a counseling psychologist and sports mental health expert, which is very, very important. It seems to be out there now, and it really, we want to talk a little bit back because it wasn't exposed like this. So we had a lot of years and decades and maybe even centuries of athletes who had this invincibility role they had to play couldn't show the vulnerability or people would have deemed that as weak. She's the principal and the managing partner of Mosley and Associates Consulting, which is the umbrella brand for counseling and psychological services, sports performance, sports performance consulting, inclusive belonging to training, and culturally responsive leadership development. Dr. Mosley developed the Sports Mental Health and Wellness Playbook, a cutting-edge turnkey solution to one of the most challenging issues in sports, and she needs an app. The mental health needs of athletes. Please welcome the Money Making Conversations Masterclass Dr. T.M. Robinson Mosley. How are you doing? I'm doing very well this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm very excited. I know we've had a little disconnect here and there, but I wanted to get you on the call today, call in the video to talk about this because, you know, like Kevin You Love a few years ago came out and admitted that he had mm-hmm. some issues and we see more and more athletes coming out. Uh, I watched my yeah. daughter who was a, t- was a tennis phenom and I don't know if, you know, I always told my wife, I don't know if that's what she really wanted to do. She was just very good oh, wow. at it. And so that's the psychological 
drama moment you have to deal with, that you have children out there doing things or functioning in a role that they may not be doing, but they just want to appease the parents. So what role do you play in all this, Dr. Mosley? Because we're going to back up a little bit and, uh, and so we can move forward to fully understand why it's so important to you and is there an end game to all of this? Well, thank you so much for that. And I, I really appreciate your perspective, too, uh, because you've had a firsthand experience of the pressures that come with being at the highest level of sport. And it's not just the the athlete. Uh, it's the people in their ecosystem that are impacted, too. So their families. So that's that's something uh, even to talk about. But um, the, the role that I play largely is working with these organizations so that they can build winning team cultures um, and winning teams. Um, and by doing that, to make sure that we are invested in giving them a, a full service program that really empowers them to develop inclusive, empathic leaders so that these leaders can lead with tools and a game plan on how to kind of foster a culture that's conducive to high performing teams. Right. Because it's not just enough to make sure that the athletes or the coaches um, and the trainers and folks have the tools that they need to be successful on the field. The things that happened uh, beyond the game impact what happens during the game. And so it's not enough for me to show up and make sure that the athletes have the resources and the tools and strategies if we're sending them right back into an environment that's not conducive to getting the absolute best out of them. So the Wellness and Peak Performance Playbook Program uh, is kind of a custom-designed um, high intensity, high performing approach, um, specifically for leaders as well as um, the, the teams and the athletes. And we've helped over uh, 40 organizations across uh, collegiate and professional sports. Um, and those teams have won championships. And right. so we're connecting that peak performance, mental health, and well being are connected to winning. And that's the key. Here's the key conversation, too, about there's a physical side of, of uh, mental health and there's a mental side of mental health. And let's let's slide back to the physical side. When when sports in general start admitting there is a problem, we're talking about concussions and admitting that we're athletes going out there who are either concussed, which means they were incoherent and they would give them that smelling salt. You know, <laughs> yes. And, they, and they, yes. they, they, they stagger back out on the field. And if they didn't go back on the field, some people might say they were weak or a sense of toughness. Now, because the, unless if we can talk about that, because then after that was exposed, then we start talking about the mental issues of mental health. Because if you can't expose one without admitting something to the other. And I think the bigger oh, problem is not so much the concussion. It's the admission that I don't feel good. I don't feel right. I'm uncomfortable. I need help. So is, is, am, I, am I right in talking about the concussion exposure from a physical side led to more exposure to the mental side? Um, I think um, talking about CTE and talking yes, about concussions uh -huh. yes, between, um, in the NFL opened the door yes, for some conversations mm -hmm. uh, around that because it ended up being something connected to a phenomenon that was connected to sport. Yes. I think the interesting thing is that our mind and bodies are interconnected. There's no separation. And right. we always say in our business that injuries are not just physical right. um, because when you're injured, it impacts the well, your ability to function, um, let alone kind of in your sport, but beyond it. And there's an exchange there. And the challenge is that even when we are looking at injuries, the concern is, am I going to get back to where I am? 
Uh, am I going to be able to perform again? Um, if you're not at a place where you were able to rehab and have a lot of um, support around you, it can be a real challenging process and can be even more detrimental to the initial injury as you try to recover. Because not only do you have the pressures of, am I going to be able to get back to where I was? You are extremely isolated and lonely. Mm -hmm. And that also leads to some behaviors that can be really challenging. Right. We're talking to Dr. T.M. Robinson Mosley, affectionately known as Mosley. We'll be calling her Dr. Mosley on this show. She developed the Sports Mental Health and Wellness Playbook, a cutting-edge turnkey solution to one of the most challenging issues in sports, the mental health needs of the athlete. One of the things that we note a lot is in the black and brown communities, these, these are words that you don't hear, therapy, mental mm-hmm. health, depression, trauma, and worries to cope or what are the resources? Let's start with therapy. And then let's go, because I don't want to like lump them all together. Okay. Sure. So sure. in the black and brown community, why is that? Why is the word therapy not brought up? And how can we make it a normal form of conversation when it comes to care? Well, I, I love that we're even saying it even more. So I'm a second generation psychologist. My, my mother is a, is a psychologist and her, her twin sister. And so I grew up in the business, so to speak, in the business of caring, as I like to say. And many of the aspects of mental health, uh, which you hit on, I think, really, um, really nicely in your opening, uh, have been heavily stigmatized. Uh, I'm weak. Uh, or I'm not going to perform or I'm not enough. It's from this deficit place. Mm -hmm. And for us, we want to change the game and change this conversation. And what's great is we're having more and more people, um, particularly um, young black men and women who are Mm -hmm. at the forefront of talking about this. Um, DeRozan and um, Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, um, who have been extremely um, vulnerable, yet extremely powerful and being able to make this a part of platforms because we don't get to peak performance if we don't take care of ourselves. And so I always reframe therapy as a way that it's very similar to your physical health. If we're going to get checkups and get our physicals every year, if we're going to do things to make sure our bodies are well, we have to do the same things for our minds. So there's a common misconception that When I say mental health, it's conflated with mental illness or mental disorder. And that is not the case. Um, Everybody has mental health like they have physical health. And we've got to do things to make sure that we check in. And therapy is a non-judgmental, safe, professional uh, activity, very similar to like being able to go and see a medical provider where you're able to make sure that whether you have a big problem or you have something that you're grappling with, that we can do some preventative work to make sure it doesn't get to a place where it's worse. And we're in the middle of a mental health emergency right now across the lifespan, especially with our young people in particular. And so it's now more important than ever that there's access to culturally responsive um, therapy and to have people who look like me and look like you to deliver those services. And that's exactly what we aim to do and what we provide to these world-class brands and organizations. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Depression. Um, Yes. You know, like I said, just speaking of myself, you know, I'm a type A driven, goal-oriented person. I, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, if I get down, I'm motivated to get up by setting goals. Now, that doesn't work for everybody. And that's yes. where the word depression sets in, because if you can explain to my audience, 
what exactly is depression? Is depression, and what are the signs? So that's a great question, and I love that you asked that and talking about personal experience because we all have experienced a really difficult time over the past couple of years. And we are seeing a lot of people using words like depression and anxiety really regularly, which I love. And at the same time, depression is not just feeling down um, a day or two, or maybe you're not feeling great. Um, A depression diagnosis happens when if you are having the worst day that you can have, and you have that uninterrupted for a minimum of two weeks to a month, Right. So if you are experiencing uh, sadness, hopelessness, if you're feeling fatigued and extremely more tired, even if you're getting a lot of sleep or if you're not getting enough sleep, um, if you're noticing that there's a shift in wanting to do or not do the things that you typically would want to do, Mm -hmm. there's a sheer shift. So depression really is a place of not just thinking about depressed mood and I'm feeling down and out, but there are all these other indicators that you may not be doing so well. So for us, it's less for people to know what the diagnosis is and more of, and we take this from sport, the fit test where you are looking at the frequency. Am I experiencing something more common than I am? Am I feeling like I don't want to do things I want to do? I'm having a difficult time concentrating. I'm sad. The intensity of it, does it feel really extreme and severe? And then the timing of it, how long is this happening? So we want people to be mindful, not just of themselves, but the people they care about the most. If they're starting to recognize there's been a shift um, for people um, for the, in, in a negative way, and that it's happened for an extended period of time. Wow. You know, I, when I say, when you was talking, I heard the word motivation. If you're not motivated mm-hmm. to get out of bed, if you're not motivated yes. to talk to your friends, if you're not motivated to go to work, if you're not motivated to treat yourself good, you know, yes. that's a sign of depression. And when I heard you, that the word motivation just popped out. That's really it's about motivation. If you've lost your will to have a, to feel good, to express happiness, to uh, give happiness, then you are have exhibiting signs of depression. And because that that because that's what drives me. I'm motivated to get up. I'm motivated to come to work. I'm motivated mm-hmm. to eat food. I'm motivated to hang out with my friends. If I lose those forms of motivation, then there's something wrong with my life and I should seek therapy. Yeah. Um, or um, at least at that point, being able to, if you don't have a therapist or know how to get one, um, getting a, either going to your, your primary care provider, um, talking to someone who you think you can help because sometimes people don't recognize it, which is why we have to look at it as there's the internal and the external. So yes, this is internally happening with us, but it's in response to what's happening around us. Things that are happening with our families, with the environment, with our communities, with the greater uh, kind of uh, environment when we're looking at at COVID and all these shifts. There's a lot of grief. We have a lot of collective trauma that's happening right now. And so it makes sense that there would be that difficulty. I will add this additional point to um, to the point of thinking about uh, talking about black folks and brown folks, this may look very different than what people are used to seeing. So often sometimes when um, if we're thinking about folks saying like, oh, she's got an attitude or she's always so irritated, that could be a sign of depression mm-hmm. or he or she is always so angry. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they get set off real easily. Those things often are what we see, too, uh, as indicators with some of these other aspects that folks can be depressed. So you can see how sometimes it can be harder um, for people to recognize 
when people are having a really hard time. Yeah. You know, the thing about it so far, what I wanted to make sure that, you know, sports and everyday life really intertwine because sports is competition. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really, if you don't know this in life, you're competing, you're competing for <laughs> gas prices and how you can get to work, time on the freeway, Uber, food, meals. And so people need to understand that. They say, why are you talking about sports? No, I'm talking about everyday life. And if mm-hmm. you break it down to normal things, you realize that, that, some tragic things happening to our young generation. And when I go to this area, it's called suicide attempts. So let me just state some quick facts, and I'm going to have Dr. Mosley expound on this. Suicide attempts increased amongst adolescents aged 12 to 17, especially young girls, during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to CDC data, suicide attempts among young girls surged by more than 50% during the pandemic. That is a giant wow for me. Please explain. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Yes, um, we are in the middle of a a really serious state of emergency around mental health, um, particularly in the this population and athletes and young women uh, are a a unique subset. And I'll add boys in there, too, as well, because we're seeing the um, numbers of deaths by suicide and, and suicide attempts skyrocket. 
Um, and this is across every single community. And if things things were already kind of free to COVID, we were starting to see those rates go up. But where those were cracks, now we're seeing shatters right. um, because COVID has, has really impacted this. Um, and so there's a combination of, of several risk factors here. And uh, ideally, there needs to be more research here. Uh, but the risk factors being feelings of hopelessness and isolation, which makes sense from um, the online school and shutdowns, all of the grief and loss around COVID. Um, if there's been a family history of someone who's either died or attempted uh, or close friends, if we're seeing a kind of a, a, a larger amount of um, people in the community, so a local epidemic of suicide, which is what we're seeing, um, because we've seen these kind of high profile um deaths by suicide here recently, um, those things uh, impacted as well as barriers to accessing culturally responsive care, or accessing people like me, um, or anyone who's able to recognize what these warning signs of distress are. Uh, I have to say, and we'll probably take this here um, a little further, but social media also plays a huge role in this, mm -hmm. because not only are you disconnected from people and isolated, but you have a larger comparison group that you are not able able to manage what you are seeing and what you're experiencing. And young women and young girls in particular are more likely to be cyberbullied. Um, and these kids don't have the awareness that this is something temporary when things live on the internet forever. Right. And so we are seeing so many different factors where, um, and the same thing when you're looking at entertainers, which I know you know, right. um, and professional athletes and elite athletes now are getting younger and younger, where people have access to them through the internet and are able to see them. And so pressure breaks types. And so they are the canaries in the mind that something is happening right now with our young people. Right. Uh, throughout her career, Dr. Bowler has served as a subject matter expert and advisor of numerous nonprofit organizations, companies in the private sector, collegiate athletics, uh, professional sports leagues, and higher education, including world-class organizations like the Harvard Business School, uh, the NCAA, NBA, NFL, and the United States Air Force. You have been considered a trusted advisor to a lot of chief executives. How do you uh, what what in your career when you did light bulb go off that your brand was being accepted and when you picked up the phone or you sent out the email you got the response back that you wanted Dr. Mosley <laughs> that's a great question uh I guess in my career uh so I did what some folks did so I am by trade I'm a counseling psychologist but for about 15 years I was a higher ed uh, higher education executive. Right. And what started happening to me is I started getting pulled more and more and consulting with my colleagues at my institutions and then also at other places around how do we um, empower our leaders and give them tools and resources to foster a culture because you're, you're doing something that's working, mm -hmm. um, uh, fostering a culture that's conducive to high performing teams. And, and can you help us? And to be frank, those calls started coming more often and often when I was in my full-time gig. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last role that I had, I was um, associate vice chancellor and dean of students uh, in the UC system at UC Santa Cruz. And the switch for me was when my job <laughs> um, became my client. Right. So I started doing this work because my purpose and my, my passions really align around making sure that people can do their absolute best um, and getting the absolute best out of people, giving people a safe place to land, which means we have to empower leaders to be agile so that people feel psychologically 
safe and uh, that they belong to something um, so that our, our teams can innovate and thrive and ultimately win. That became the moment for me when I started seeing that there were real kind of outcome measures and impact to the work that I was doing. So moving um, and starting my own shop and getting some some brilliant folks around me to help me do that uh, became the path. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now, there's always different paths to success. You know, yes, indeed. you started out, you know, you're a sports junkie like we all, you know, Saints fan. I, you know, you pain and <laughs> suffering with those with those NFL referees, I'm sure, over the last few years. And then Drew Brees retires on you. And, and he, then he's hinting he might come back. That might send you into some mental health zone out there for a lot of fans. But, you know, I'm going to share you an example of uh, how sports. And I, I had to walk away from sports. Sports, being a particular sports fan, oh. and I'm from Houston, and uh, and I will uh, every Sunday I, I'd watch the the Oilers play, and when they would lose, I actually had a felt like I had a hole in my chest. I was just, I was just not happy. I was just, and I, and I started realizing that was carrying into my everyday life that depression. I got to use the word depression because I mm-hmm. think that's what it was. And then when I said it, and then I, when I made the conscious decision that I was just going to be a fan of sports. I was not going to be passion driven by a certain team and deal with their ups and downs and all that. And I've been able to handle my relationship with sports a lot better because I think I still can say I'm a fan of a Houston team, but I'm not so engrossed that that's my team. That's my team. I live and die with that's my team. But now they're part of the sports, which I follow. I track. I track the Astros. I track, you know, the, the Rockets. And that, that has worked out better for me. Is it the plus, because I changed my technique that's helping me out or am I doing something wrong? <laughs> well, what I love is that you were able to identify that something was impacting you in a way that didn't feel good and wasn't actually, uh, let's say, uh, performance enhancing, right? Like right. you were not able to feel good and do your best. And so you shifted your technique and your routine and your the way that you connected. Right. And so, frankly, in our business, it sounds like you developed some healthier boundaries, with something that you really enjoyed and you were really connected with. And so that approach actually is really excellent. And it's what we really aim to do when working with the teams and organizations and individuals. How do we think about healthy boundaries? And boundaries are things that people think are rigid. Right. Um, and I reframe that because boundaries simply just give us a roadmap for how to connect with each other. So what's okay and comfortable and safe for me, what's okay and comfortable um, and safe and, and kind of enhances performance for you in both ways. And we take it from there. So we can change our relationship and connection to something with healthy boundaries instead of either being all in or all nothing. Right. Well, you know, I, I, I had to share that because like I said, I clearly remember those Sundays, I clearly remember the the de- depression. I'm gonna use the correct word. It was depressed because I was depressed. I was like, <laughs> you know, you know, because you've heard stories, people throwing things at their TV, people knocking, people. Listen, leaving. we were called the ants. 
We, mm-hmm. there, people went to the game with the bags <laughs> right, on their right, head. Right, I'm right. with you. <laughs> right. So, so what we're leading into July, which is the National Minority Health Awareness Month. Let's talk about that and make sure why that's important to be on my show talking about July being National Minority Health and Awareness. Because we spoke about the people in the black and brown community being the, the last to talk about therapy, therapy, the last to talk about mental health, talk about the trauma, seeking our resources. Let's talk about that July and its significance in our community. Yes, well, I, I think this year in particular, especially even um, more so in the last um, few years, this becomes even more important because with COVID-19 exacerbating the mental health crisis that has disproportionately impacted marginalized communities and, and Generation Z, it's really critical for us to look at the best ways to help people take care of themselves. Uh, there has been, I, I can't underscore this enough, the collective grief and trauma we've experienced, not only from things that we've lost and people that we've lost that we will never get back, but we are forever changed by this experience. And for some of us, not in a way that is healthy and will impact their health for a very long time. So having the focus on what this experience and, and phenomenon and what um some um, kind of mental health um, indicators that things are not going as great or that things are going really well, couching that in what that looks like for our communities, for uh, black and brown communities is right. especially important because we're not often focused on that. And so being able to highlight um, mental health providers that would be excellent for the community, how do you recognize when your, or your family member or loved one or your children are having a hard time what do you do about that? And so we are at the intersection of all of these things. I always like to say we like to identify these strategies and tools um, that are important, um, but also culturally responsive, which means it respect it really reflects your experience. And then I have a team I call my bullpen of experts, right. mm-hmm. um, where we are a, a diverse team of uh, mental health and medical providers who are accessible and mm-hmm. provide these services. And mm-hmm. so it's access to people who look like you and um, kind of treatment recommendations and support that mm-hmm. really speak to your experience. Well, I'm speaking to Dr. T.M. Robinson Mosley. Um, affectionately known as Mosley. I call her Dr. Mosley. My whole thing is that she developed the Sports Mental Health and Wellness Playbook. I just want you to remove the word sports out. She has developed the Mental Health and Wellness Playbook. It's a a cutting-edge turnkey solution to all of the challenging issues in life, not just sports. And I brought it on my show to let you understand that mental health issues that you see on TV because these high-profile athletes are publicizing and making admissions that something's not right in their life and they want to sit down, they want to walk away from the game. This game may not be the sport I I envision to be my career. It's a good thing. And I want to thank you, Dr. Mosley, for coming on my show and sharing some of your time and and definitely want to bring you back, I, like I said, and, and and just really, really get into the corporate side and also the, the student side and the academic side. We touched on it, but like I said, I wanted to bring you on the show to really to talk about what you needed to talk about, your recognized brand as a sports mental health expert oh, and yeah. also the month of July. But this is a bigger picture you're playing out there, and we need to definitely continue this conversation in an ongoing relationship. Yeah, I I agree. And I tell you what, we use sport as a conduit, as a framework, because mm-hmm. at our best, sport can teach us really valuable things about belonging, getting the best out of people, overcoming adversity, mm-hmm. uh, being resilient and agile. And so 
we work with um, higher education, with technology, with nonprofits, um, even with the military and, and the government, with special ops and the Air Force, mm-hmm. uh, around how do we do that in a way that feels um, empathic leaders and an environment that's conducive to getting the best out of people. So I would love to talk more with you about Absolutely. how we take that framework and we use it across these high-intensity, high-impact industries. The reason I say it's good, you allowed me to share some personal stories. And I think by being honest yeah. about my stories, hopefully we will enable people to be honest about their lives. But again, oh, goodness, yes. Thank yes. you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Uh, Masterclass, Dr. Moses, you're amazing. I appreciate it. And I will see you in the future, okay? Great. Thank you so much. Happy Friday Eve. Absolutely. If you, my friend, want to see or hear any of my shows, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. 